0: and welcome to a new episode of the property side hustle podcast i'm your host paul and this is a podcast for people looking to get started in property now we release episodes every single day if the day is either a tuesday wednesday thursday or a friday um, we do have Mondays off, Saturdays and Sundays, of course. I do need to lie down occasionally. Um, and we like to give a balanced view on, the, on on this podcast about different property strategies and give you little daily nuggets of information to help you on your way. What you won't get in this podcast is me talking about how you can become financially free in five minutes. On this podcast, we do like to live a little closer to reality. Now, in today's podcast, Um, I'm going to be talking about the pros and cons of direct to vendor sourcing over sourcing via building agent relationships. Um, you might be surprised with this one. So I'm going to start with direct to vendor. So the huge plus point is less people are involved in the deal. If you do go away with no, if you do away, sorry, with the with the agents. We've got the the vendor, you and the buyer. So on the direct to vendor sourcing, there's only you, the vendor and the buyer. Obviously, less people equals easier in theory. But let's look at how you find direct to vendor leads. Well, you know, typically you've got letters, direct mail, you've got leaflets, Maybe an advertising campaign online using Facebook or Google. But all these things are gonna cost you money. They're gonna cost you cold, hard cash. So let's break that cost down to see what see what we're looking at here. To send a letter, you need an address. Now if you want to find out who lives at that address, you need to pay the three pounds to the land registry to get the title deeds of the property. So you can find out who owns the property and who is the likely occupant. Um, So imagine if you want to send out a thousand letters, let's do the maths. So three pound per land registry title times by the number of houses or uh, letters that you want to send. So that's if you're going to send a thousand, that's three thousand pounds. But then you need to buy paper for your letters. Um, and you either you either need to write them out yourself, um, and that will become quite tedious. Let me tell you if you go down that avenue, or you can print the letters up. So you've got paper paper costs, and you've got printer ink costs. We all know how much printer ink costs. It's it's almost as though it's made of gold. Um, <laughs> it's just ridiculous, isn't it? In fact, just just to uh, divert slightly, printer ink. I use a company called HP, which we've all heard of them, Hewlett-Packard. Um, it's not a shout-out, it's not a sponsor. <laughs> um, but to save save a bit of money, rather than um, going out and actually physically buying the the ink cartridges, HP do a thing called HP Ink. Um, and your computer, if you've got a wireless computer, if your printer is a wireless printer, um, when it's running low on ink, it will order itself fresh ink. But it works out way, 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 way cheaper than it would if you went to the shops, like ridiculously cheaper. So if you want to save on ink costs, uh, check out HP Ink. Um, anyway, I digress. Um, costs. So we've got costs for the uh, ink, costs for the land registry to, to get the the, uh, the owner's name. Um, and we've got costs for the paper as well. And the envelopes as well. Don't forget the envelopes. Um So I reckon on average, each letter, each single letter is going to cost you around about four to five pounds each. So how many do you think of your thousand letters that you're going to send out? How many do you think go straight from the doormat to the nearest bin? Well, the answer is, uh, based on surveys that I found online, um, the answer is about 95% of them will end up in the bin. 95%. And it's no surprise because I know when junk mail comes through my door, I literally pick it up, glance at it, walk straight to the bin, it goes in the bin. I'm not, I'm not even really reading it. You know, I'm just seeing, oh, it's for this uh, bin. Um, You know, so it's no surprise. 95% of them will end up in the bin. So of your £3,000 spend on letters, 2,850 pounds worth of letters go straight in the bin. Now, (laughs) I was an agent uh, many moons ago, and I used, I used, um, initially I used a a leafleting campaign and I sent out uh, leaflets to, well, it was over a thousand homes, but I, I actually hand delivered them, um, you know, just to, to get out there really. One, to engage in conversation with people where I could, where it was possible to. And two, just to get some much needed exercise outside the office and get some fresh air. But there's, the results were so poor. Um, and I was, I, was, I remember re- being really, really annoyed at the cost, you know, because I'd paid for this, you know, glossy leaflet, full color, you know, selling my services. And the the, the, the result was just, dreadful to be quite honest Um, and the cost was astronomical now I spoke to another agent about it um, that I knew locally and he had sent out he was really struggling for business Uh, been going a while and had to lay off staff and um, he'd sent out 10,000 leaflets around the, the area in a bid to just gain some business and it cost him an absolute fortune and he got Zero replies. Can you believe that? Zero, like literally nothing. And when I say zero replies, I mean nothing came of the. You know, he obviously he had some replies, but nothing came of them. It led to zero business basically from ten thousand leaflets. And he was, I remember him with his head and his hands sat at his desk, and he's telling me about this, and you know, times were tough and. I don't I don't know what was on the leaflets I, I didn't see them myself so you know maybe the leaflets were rubbish um I don't know but, but you know that all but ended his business that 10,000 leaflets that cost that he, you know he he pinned all his hopes on that and he was desperate and it was a last throw of the dice for him as an agent and you know a few months later unfortunately he had to he had to close the doors and that that was the end um tough times in uh, a estate agency uh, with the tenant feedback coming in and um, you know, struggling for business, but my point is to get direct to vendor leads, you need to spend money and with direct mailing people to have uh, you know real success. It needs to be a campaign, not just a one-off. So if you're going to direct mail, make sure it's a campaign over a few months. Don't just blast out as many letters as you can afford once. So if you're going to do that, send smaller amounts, but have a follow-up sequence too. So in another few weeks, they get something else and so on. And, you know, try and spread it out over as many weeks as you, as you can, as is, you know, possible. Um, now, I know you can use online resources um, that are out there who will do direct mailing for, you know, so much, how many pounds per letter. And you can save a fair amount of money doing that, but still it's a costly tactic. You know, uh, and at the end of the day, it's down to personal choice, I guess. So let's move on to agents. So, what is the big pro with? Uh, sourcing via agents and building those relationships. Well, agents, they've got a huge amount of stock, obviously. They've got access to motivated sellers who actually want to sell their homes. So that's a good start. The other thing is, I know for a fact, 100%, if I call an agent or I walk into their office, I can have a conversation with them and know in five minutes or maybe 10 minutes if they'll work with me or not. You know, zero waiting around, no nonsense, and even better, zero cost for me. You know, you might wait weeks for responses to your director vendor letters and you're sat in there waiting for the phone to ring, but I can walk into an agent and get access to their stock in a few minutes. You know, I'm all for easy wins at the end of the day in the path of least resistance. It's human nature, isn't it? But, you know, agents on average... Um, You know, let's think about agents on average will have, let's say, 50 to 80 properties, maybe on their books, um, that are for sale. And a percentage of these will be ideal for what you want for your investors. So, you know, a percentage of the 50 to 80 properties that they've got are going to be absolutely what you need for your investors as a deal sourcer. So ask yourself, would you rather have access to motivated sellers who want to sell, who have that or or have that cost of chasing the direct-to-vendor leads and crossing your fingers that your letters don't go straight in the recycling bin. You know, think about the conversion rates here because that's what it comes down to. You know, you could speak to one agent who has 50 properties and it costs you nothing. Now, obviously, not all 50 properties are going to be you know potential deals. There's only going to be, you know, a, a smallish percentage that are going to be, you know, something that you can work with you could get a handful of direct vendor leads but it eats into your operating capital with that spend on the direct mail obviously there's a there's a cost to that which we've discussed now there are obviously other ways to target direct vendor leads such as leafleting um getting out there you know printing up your your own leaflets um and carding properties that have been for sale for some time in your local area you know just whip around in your car you know your area better than anybody at the end of the day. Whip around in your car, driving around and drop them through the letterbox yourself. You know, buy some plain postcards, you know, the, the, the little plain postcards that you can buy. Um, Write up a message, handwritten, uh, you know, to hopefully have the, get the vendors to pick up the phone or text you. You know, say you're, you're a local investor, you're looking to invest in property in the area. You notice your property have been for sale for a while. If you're interested in having a chat, um about selling the property, um I might be interested something along those lines. you know it's just have some plain postcards in the car you know as an agent, I used to card properties all the time. I used to have you know a a, a leaflet or um actually stopped using leaflets and I started using plain postcards because they worked a lot better if you if you're a hand handwriter a plain postcard um pop it through the door with a little message you'd be surprised how many times they pick up the phone and call you. You know, um, maybe the agent is just not, just not doing enough to sell it. Maybe there's an issue somewhere. Maybe, you know, it, it needs looking at with a fresh pair of eyes and that's where you come in. Um, you know, that, that's another way that you can get directive and the leads. But overall, I think starting outsourcing, uh, you should consider saving your money and not worry about colored letters, uh, and envelopes. Uh, I see this all the time, you know, landlords are wise to it that, 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 you know, they get the coloured envelope, and it does go straight in the bin because they know exactly what's going to be on it. Going to be like the last one they had yesterday, and the day before, and the day before because everybody's doing it. You know, it's uh, initially it will have worked. You know, probably five, six, seven years ago, but now I think less so with the coloured envelopes. Let's let's try and knock them on the head. Eh? Um, yeah, I, th- I think I think overall sourcing you should consider. Uh, saving your money and not worry about the coloured letters and the envelopes search, it, search you know search for details on the land registry 3 pound a pop you know what keep your money in your pocket and invest your time instead so that's what i'm going to say you know look to build relationships locally that will be priceless in the long run and what's a bit of time what is a bit of time everybody's got the time you know don't make excuses you don't have the time I never buy that. When people say I don't have the time, I I just don't buy it. You do make time if it's that important to you. Make the time. You know, starting out as a source, you'll need a plan of action. And I always say, put the emphasis on relationship building. You know, you know what I'm going to say if you're if you're a regular listening to the podcast. It's all about relationships. That's what property is about. The property business. It's not about property. It's about relationships. Get out there and build those relationships, first and foremost, with investors, and secondly, with agents. Think of your sourcing business as a recipe. Um, So you're going to need one friendly agent, one investor or buyer, and then there's you. These are the core ingredients of any deal. And for you to get your fee, you need to make them all happy. So let's talk happiness. <laughs> uh, so the agent, uh, what makes the agent happy? Well, they want their commission. Don't they? They want, they want to sell the property and you assisting them selling the property gets them their commission quicker. The seller, what does the seller want? Well, obviously they want the sale to take place so they can move on with their life and move your investor. How do we keep them happy? Well, you, you present to them potential opportunities that may work for them, you know? And when they buy one, it's that simple. It is that simple. And last but not least, let's not forget you. Um So how do you become happy in all this? No, not money. Stop thinking about money, chasing the shiny penny. Let's think long-term. So you've got an agent there that wants to work with you. Massive tick. You've got a buyer An investor that is happy you found them a great deal and will probably use your services again. Massive tick. And yeah, you do get your fee, which is typically, you know, three to five thousand pounds per deal of your sourcing. Now sourcing using agents or using other methods um, to get direct to vendor is your choice. Agents or direct to vendor, completely your choice. Personally, I'd use a mixture of agents and direct to vendor methods. I'm a big fan of the card in the properties when you're driving around. Um you know, do what feels comfortable to you. Do what do what you think. But just remember that conversion rates and you know the old cost per lead. Don't forget about those because is it viable? Is it worth doing? Just weigh up the, the pros and the cons there. Right. I am giving away a free rent to rent course online uh, this summer. All you have to do is purchase our deal sourcing course. So you get two online property courses for the price of one. And no, it's not stupidly expensive like the gurus out there would have you paying thousands of pounds. All you pay is one low fee of 99 pounds. That's nine, nine, 99 pounds, less than a hundred pound for two property courses. The fee is a one-off fee, no upselling, no other fees. It's a one-off fee and you get lifetime access to all the content online. And what's more, the content is continually updated. So it's ever evolving and growing over time, you know, to give that extra value Uh, To jump on this offer right now, visit the site www.psnproperty.com forward slash property dash training, or check the show notes for the web link. I'll pop it in there for you. Or um, if you've got any questions about the show or or property, any property related questions, message me on support at psnproperty.co.uk. That's almost it for today's podcast episode. And I hope this opened your eyes a little bit to cost per lead and conversion rates and potential. You know, just ask yourself, where's the best outcome going to be for you? And how likely is it? Because that first deal is hard to come by. You know, the struggle is real. But if you've you've got the right approach and you stick with it, rather than jumping from one tactic to another and back again, you will come up trumps much quicker. Remember, focus is so important so damn important you know focus and consistent positive action people will you know people always say don't they good things come to those that wait but they don't (laughs) you know they just don't this is the real world good things come to those that go and get them so that's it for today's podcast if you enjoyed the show be sure to subscribe and also leave us a review on apple podcasts i would be much obliged um, that would be amazing. So yeah, hop onto Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, please, please, please. And if you'd like to email me, it's support at That's all for this one. Until next time, stay safe.